In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help with funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. Let's just keep a real straight shot with no chaser. I'm going to get a little bit rough. I'm here for those who really believe in the American process. All of us. Straight shot, no chaser. With your girl, Tesla Figaro, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. What's happening, Straight Shooters? This is your girl, Teslam Figaro, bringing you another episode of Straight Shot, No Chaser. This particular episode is someone I do not have to worry about keeping it real. She is that ballot, ballot about that life, representing District 1 in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Councilwoman Vanessa Hall Harper. A lot of you say that, uh, me included, not a lot of y'all, I included, am always talking about elected officials, Black elected officials that do not keep it real, Black elected officials that are afraid to speak up black elected officials that do not tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. But the reality is, I know a lot of black elected officials that are about that life, and this is one. So I'm not always beating up folks, believe it or not, contrary to popular belief. Uh, I'm actually someone that um, supports uh, what's right and will always stand on righteousness, even if you know, we disagree. We're not always on the same page about everything. But one thing I appreciate uh, from the councilwoman is always using her voice, truth to power. And she has done that in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which is a lot of you may not have even ever heard of Tulsa, Oklahoma. You've heard of it, but not really familiar with the politics of it all. Uh, but because of Greenwood and all of the activities uh, that's been surrounded with Greenwood and Black Wall Street, a lot of folks are getting informed. So thank you for joining me today, Councilwoman. Absolutely. Well, I've been, I, I can't wait. I've been waiting for this. <laughs> I, I know you have. Like, oh, man, you know, I get hyped when I listen to you, boy. You keep it real so well, much. And I'm like, hey, I can't flavor. <laughs> you, I appreciate too that. Too cold-blooded. I, I love it. I love it. Well, thank you. And I appreciate that because you're one of the few actual elected officials that don't necessarily shy away from me. 
Um, I've had an opportunity to come down and speak to, uh, you know, a lot of folks, you know, in, from your community mm-hmm. on several times. Shout training out to us. Christy for training always. Us. Yeah, you train us. Yes, you ma'am. Mean. I didn't want to say it. <laughs> you yeah. train us. And Christy, we was talking about you a couple weeks ago. She said, we need to bring Tesla back down here. I said, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, that's that is that means a lot because I never want my words, Councilwoman, to, you know, hurt anybody else. I never want. I was talking to my producer about this. Um, just last week, I'm very careful in the things that I say to not be a reflection of, you know, those that I connect with because I stand on, you know, my own, even if you agree or disagree, I never want to come into somebody's space, um, and create havoc Mm -hmm. and being a disruptor, if you will, an outside agitator, Mm -hmm. normally there to come in and say what needs to be said or reiterate, Mm -hmm. you know, an issue. That's one of the things that I... I'm constantly having a battle with of making sure that I'm protecting the interests of those that still have to live in that city. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I want to pay you and Christy homage and give you flowers now for really being able to understand that a voice like mine was necessary, even if it meant ruffle some feathers. You know, when we talk That's about it. Oklahoma, we're talking about every single county. Uh, or majority of county that votes conservative. We're talking about folks that do not want to rock the boat. We're talking about folks that, um, you know, are accustomed to doing things they want to do, how they want to do it, mm-hmm. which is everywhere. I tell everybody, oh, it's like that. It's just like that here. No, it's like that every city I've been in. Mm-hmm. And so by you being in an elected capacity, mm-hmm. uh, I would be remiss to not acknowledge the risk you take yes. by bringing somebody like me in mm-hmm. um, because mm-hmm. that's a real live risk. And I recognize that. And I always try to, you know, walk a fine line, but at the same time, still be true to myself. So Absolutely. thank you um, for being such a great partner mm-hmm. uh, over the last couple of years. Thank you. I mean, we, we really need that. I, I really, really appreciate that. Sometimes uh, you need to hear from outside, right? I mean, I know your roots is in Oklahoma, so you will know, but at the same, at the same time, just like you said, you may not live in Tulsa, but, Sometimes I think it's, it, it does the community well, leaders and, and, and non-leaders, right? Just people in the struggle to hear from the outside that, yeah, this, this stuff, this is real. Uh, uh, understanding what's really going on here. Let's not sugarcoat, but make it, make it, because we'll, we'll tend to get comfortable with things, right? Because it's, it's our everyday lives. That's what we see and experience and have for decades. And so we, we can get to the point where we're comfortable and we need someone to come in and say, hey, y'all know that's. That that is jacked up. Y'all need to understand that, and you all need to uh, speak truth to power and 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 make the changes that need to be made in the community, and not be okay with the status quo, and not be okay with the system. And so I appreciate that. I, I love to hear it, uh, and it, it is it's what motivates me and and keeps me on the straight and narrow. So I I I, oh, I, I, I appreciate that. I really do. That I, means a lot. It means a lot because you've been serving uh, for a long time. You know, not just. Yeah. Uh, you know, in, in uh, an elected capacity, mm-hmm. but uh, being a program manager, it says here for Tulsa Health Department, mm-hmm. you're also a professor at uh, Tulsa Community College of Political Science Department. So you've worked over 25 years in the Tulsa system and married <laughs> to a police officer. Yeah. And you still dealing with Tesla Figaro? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> that's what, <laughs> that, that says a lot. And and I, it just it just says a lot about you because um it says a lot that there can be diverse opinions uh and how do we move forward and also you know just sometimes you know as as a mediator sometimes it's really just important uh to have an outside voice like you said 
because I'm not weighed down with all of the biases. Right. You know, I don't want to get on this person's bad side or that person's bad side and just see stuff from fresh eyes, even if it's not necessarily the truth. So I can't thank you enough because I, I really do, you know, struggle with that from time to time. But I always have to stand on what I think is 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 right and the righteousness of it all. So That's let's it. get straight to it with Juneteenth. Okay. Um, we were going to talk a couple of weeks ago, and that's when President Biden was in town. And I'm glad that our schedules didn't conflict. Uh, that I'm glad that they conflicted because I wanted to talk to you now after you know he did his speech mm-hmm. uh, in front of the three survivors, kind of get a pulse on what happened during that week. Because from folks on the outside, you know, I'm going to keep it real. All I saw was Joe Biden show up empty-handed, didn't even bring an Amazon gift card, not a GoFundMe, didn't do nothing. It's literally three people, you know, who are alive. And him telling them, but make sure you go out and vote. And then we had a chance to see Congress folks, you know, dancing a jig, uh, you know, celebrating, which I get it, but it was the optics of it all. Mm -hmm. So you being on the ground and a part of the Greenwood Chamber of Commerce, before I start talking, tell me what is your involvement with Black Wall Street and kind of set that up and then, Explain what happened, you know, that week, you know, from your perspective. Yeah. So uh, I am not a part of the Greenwood Chamber of Commerce anymore. I used to be and I used to be the membership chair. But I and uh, Sherry Gamble Smith, who was the president, we we got ousted. We got kicked out of the Greenwood Chamber. And so uh, a couple of years later, we started the Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce. And so um, the, the Greenwood Chamber is a chamber only in name. They don't they don't provide business resources and assistance with entrepreneurship. Blah, blah, blah. They've gone in a different direction. And I don't want to waste a lot of time on them. But at the end of the day, there was a gap left in the community. And so that's why, uh, as far as need and building, supporting up Black entrepreneurship. And so that's why we started the Black Wall Street Chamber. And it was the Black Wall Street Chamber and other organizations that we partner with that uh, hosted and has hosted Juneteenth for the last seven years. And so that's something that uh, Juneteenth used to be, Tulsa used to, to, to have the largest Juneteenth in the country. Uh, for a long time. I mean, it was just a huge event here in Tulsa for years. And for whatever reason, uh, I was a kid, so I don't I can't get into the details. But for whatever reason that it has gone up and down and 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 up until seven years ago, we really basically wasn't having a Juneteenth. And so we wanted to get that reestablished. We wanted those are activities and things that bring foot traffic here uh, that bring to, that assist and help the businesses. But it also gives us opportunity to tell our story, the history and the legacy of Greenwood. And so. Uh, Again, working on that for the last seven years. And we uh, this year, we got word that Tulsa, again, now is the largest Juneteenth uh, in the community. Um, now, going back to the optics of the of the ceremony that was hosted, that was actually during Legacy Festival, which was during the centennial, around the centennial. And so uh, you may be familiar with EGII, the Equal Justice Initiative, the brother that was down in Alabama that, that has the lynching museum. That's part of the Equal Justice Initiative. Uh, so one of the things we've been doing here, along with Dr. Tiffany Crutcher and the Terrence Crutcher Foundation, uh, we established uh, an entity so that we can create a Black Wall Street memorial and bring in those lynching memorials that he has established, he and his organization, because they did this national long-term research about all the lynchings that took place throughout the country and, and are memorializing them. And so as a part of that project, they also have soil collections. And so we, uh, different organizations in the community, we have been pulling, doing these soil collections for the last two and a half years. And that was the ceremony that you saw. It was during one of the soil collections. So we'll take a space that we know of someone that was murdered 
lynched and go and collect that soil. They're putting their put their name in a in a in a jar, and that's part. That's one of the things that the Egypt the, the Equal Justice Initiative has. If you go to that museum, which I encourage everyone to, it is life changing. Um, you will see um, names uh, in dirt where the soil where someone was lynched on on the on display, and there are hundreds. There are it's, it's just it's just it's just a real impactful moving. Uh, scene. And so that's what that was. And so right after that, the uh, African Ancestral Society was there, you know, Chief uh, and Christy that's involved at the African Ancestral Society. And so they had the drumming. Again, it was a part of that ceremony. And so when it looked, well, so when people were just showing snippets of it, it didn't show that this was a part of uh, uh, African ceremony and drumming and dancing goes along with that. And that's, that's what that was. It wasn't a celebration. I think I saw somebody saying, oh, that they were doing that because we got Juneteenth as a holiday. That that was two weeks, you know, three weeks later. That that had nothing to do with what really was going on on that day at that moment and in that space. And that was actually on Standpipe Hill. And so for those that don't know, Standpipe Hill in Tulsa was the hill uh, where Black uh, World War II veterans held off the white mob that allowed hundreds of Black people to escape because they had a gun at the top of that hill and they were, shoot, they were shooting and keeping the white mob from truly taking over Greenwood so that people could, could run in and, and, and escape. Mm-hmm. And so that's where that, uh, that soil collection was taking place that day. And, as a, and it was just a part of the ceremony where they started drumming and, and dancing in African rendition. Appreciate you, you know, breaking it down because, you know, on social media, we just kind of run with it. We don't get facts. We make it up as we go. I will say this, you know, it was clear to me that it was obviously of African tradition. You know, it's not hard to figure out. We know the drumming. We know that it was something. But I think what the overall problem was, uh, Councilwoman, is the fact that these congressional leaders have not delivered. And so people are, they're less forgiving of anything that's done when we're seeing the anti-Asian hate bill being passed, when we're hearing Joe Biden flat out tell the NAACP, the Urban League, the National uh, Action Network, hey, Uh, I'm not writing a damn thing, so you better go figure it out. When we see Joe Biden coming to Tulsa and yet still not delivering, but having the audacity to tell somebody to get out to vote, when we see that the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act is still not passed, when we see that now they're even playing games with infrastructure, so it's all, when we see the comments, oh, it's not a racist country, you know, all of these things within the last six months, because remember, we're just now in June. Mm Mm-hmm. So this administration took office in January. So all of this long litany of things, you know, have happened as far as the black vote that was told by Joe Biden, quote in unquote, black people, I owe you. No other president has done that. Not even President Obama. Mm -hmm. He's the only one in history that says I owe you. So when that happens on top of all so many things, you know, I was telling somebody yesterday, it's like a customer service when you get called and transferred over and over and over and over. And by off. the time you get to the 21st, yeah, I'm pissed <laughs> off now. And so, and, and, and so the, the, I, I wonder if that could have been done without congressional leaders. Could the ceremony have happened without congressional leaders just to bring unnecessary attention to something that once again points the finger. And we still have to ask the question, what is being done for Greenwood on the federal level, in a in particular, when we're talking about these survivors, you know, com, a mutual friend that we have, Demario Simon mm-hmm. Simmons, and his group that put together three hundred thousand dollars, and people said, "Oh, that's not enough." Well, again, they're a private organization; they didn't right. have to do anything. Correct. So, where are we, Councilwoman, with federal dollars being 
just a basic question being sent back mm-hmm. to Greenwood mm-hmm. to rebuild. Are, are, are we going to continue talking about what happened with the massacre? Mm-hmm. But where's the rebuilding? Can you give us an update on exactly. what's actually happening and how that's connected to the federal government? Yeah. So federally, we, we're not. And and that's that's what I during that time. I did a couple of national uh, interviews about that very thing. And, they, and they, they was asking me, OK, Biden came and, and what did you make of it? I said, I didn't really make much of it. I mean, OK, yeah, I met the president. OK. And, the, and that's my question. <laughs> what, what are the next steps? What, what are the tangible things that we're going to be able to see from the federal government? Uh, he was he was pushing more. So, oh, yeah, he'll, he'll say all the buzzwords, all the good things. But we need to we need to study it. That my and my question, my point was, no, we don't need to study it. We've studied it enough. I'm sick of studying it. No, it's time for action. It's time for policy. And it's time to move forward. And, and that's what I said. Um, and, and I know for a fact that he he heard that, that interview because when I met him, he mentioned, he said, I, I saw you on the news this morning. I said, oh, OK, nice to meet you, you know, and, and went on, took my little picture and went on. But because I, I and I stand firm in that to your very point. I'm tired of the talking. I'm tired of the just t- saying the right things. Make something happen. Federal law, and as far as I'm concerned, when it comes to reparations, first of all, we need to stop being afraid of saying reparations because that's exactly what it is. So it's reparations for slavery, and then it's reparations, as far as I'm concerned, and it's reparations for these massacres that have taken place and just the systemic institutionalized racism that Africans in America have had to face since getting off the boat in this country. And if we're not talking about how, what that's going to look like, what that's going to be, I, we don't time out for studies. You don't have to study anything anymore. Native Americans get their reparations. They want to call it something else. I don't care. At the end of the day, it's it, you. You receive billions, billions of dollars of, of tax dollars because your land was stolen and you were massacred as well. We deserve nothing less, and and that's the reality of it. The the Japanese for their treatment, short term treatment during World War II, received reparations, got their land back. So they were able to build and, and, and create this generational wealth that they pass on to their ch- children and grandchildren and great grandchildren. None of that. That has never happened for blacks in America. And so at the end of the day, if you're not talking about that, either here at the federal level or at the local level, then you're not talking about anything as far as I'm concerned. And, 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 right. and reparations is cash and, and land. Everything else is good policy. I was on a panel with a, uh, Congresswoman uh, Maxine Waters, and and that's just what I that's what I said, and and she she nodded like she agreed. I said I, I get it. I mean I, I I'm not against policy. I'm an elected official, so policy is what we do. I'm, that's all we really have the power to do is pass policies, and so I get that. But what you're not going to do, as far as I'm concerned, is distract me with this piddly ass shit. Ooh, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. We- no, that's how we do it here. Okay, yeah, okay. Ass shit. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This, this, yeah, that's exactly how yeah, we do it. Yeah, this piddly ass stuff. Uh, and 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 deflect or deflect, just like with the highway system. You've been down here. You know the, the I two forty four federal government came in in black communities throughout this country and divided and destroyed and and did it all in the name of urban renewal, which I call urban removal. Um, and so they're like, well, we we need to let's 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 look at studies. Let's figure out how we can you know we can mediate this and correct that. And I said, yeah, that needs to happen. But don't give me a pay a hundred million dollars to remove an expressway. And then don't give anything to the to the survivors who are still alive, their descendants in this community. Mm-hmm. You, you see what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So that's just we, mm-hmm. we got to in my mind, to me, we have to make sure that we are not being taken advantage of in that regard. 
so they can say on their side, look, we've given reparations, but at the end of the day, how has it really changed the trajectory of our community? In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And see, this is why I'm so glad I have you on, because this this dispels the myth of, well, I can't say that because, again, let me reiterate, you're in Oklahoma. This is Republican country. Redneck ass. Let, let's be clear. Yeah, this is not this is not the East Coast. This is not full Democrat. This is not this is Republican country. And you are a sitting elected official. Oh, yeah. And what I just heard you say is. You should be talking about reparations on the local and the federal level. Because, you know, a lot of local folks say, well, that's federal, so I ain't got to talk about it. And then federal people say, well, we need to get a study. So this helped me understand this, like Denzel said, like a sixth grader. (laughs) Why is it that people that live in much more blue areas, Mm -hmm. allegedly blue, California, for example, Mm -hmm. don't get no bluer than that. Mm -hmm. It's liberal. It's blue. It's you're surrounded nothing but liberals. Why is it that they don't talk with the same tenacity that you do? And people say, oh, well, it's different. How is it that you're able to get away with saying this Mm -hmm. as a local elected official that keeps being elected, by the way, Mm -hmm. with a husband police officer? And you all you you also just about your business on police brutality. Tell me 
how do you get away with this when other people tell me what can't be said and what can't be said? That's why I don't like listen to that bullshit. Uh, still out. Because when people say, oh, you can't say this and can't say that. Yeah. I know people who say this at the local level, but you don't ever get the platform. So why is it? How are you able to do this? And somebody from California is not able to do it. Uh, I, maybe because I don't give a damn. I'm going to speak the truth to power. What do I have to lose? What do we ever, mm-hmm. as a black people, have to lose? We ain't got shit no how. So why are you kissing mm-hmm. ass? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so just speak true. Because, I mean, you're not That's getting true. anything in replace mm-hmm. of it. So now, now I just speak truth to power. And if I lose, then I just lose. Hell, I, I'm, this, ain't paying, this ain't paying me no money anyway, even if it did. <laughs> right. I'm going to still speak my truth uh, to my community and stand. I, and I guess I can do that. More people in my community appreciate that. Even though, and I people tell all the time, I, I, that's not the way I would do it. But, hey, I'm glad somebody is in there doing it. And I'm glad someone is speaking truth to power. Um, and so all I can do is be me. And, and, I'm, and I'm not going to pussyfoot around. I'm, you could be, you'd be surprised at the conversation we just had in this Main Street program because there's some people around there wanting to kowtow. And I said, no. It, it hasn't gotten us anywhere. So I'm not going mm-hmm. to do that. I'm not going to do that. So. But I didn't mean that's not my intent. That's not my intent. What I'm going to do, though, is I'm going to just speak truth to power and, and let the chips fall where they may. If, if, if I right. lose an election because of it, then that is just not for me then. But what I'm not going right. to do is sit up in here and, and go along to get along. And, and, and be satisfied with this false appearance of unity because it, it doesn't get us anywhere. If anything, it harms us, in my opinion. It harms us as a people. It, it harms our communities even more. And I'm just not going to participate in that. I can't. Absolutely. And because w- what you stand for means more than the title. And so folks who don't want to say anything is because they're more concerned with the title than actually getting stuff done. Because like you said, when it comes down to it, these positions don't pay that much. They start, You certainly get more headache than you do this. It's much easier to just go teach in college or work in the private sector or, you know, work and make money. I, well, you know, one of the things that when I came down to talk to you guys, I talked about the consequences of consciousness. I lose more by speaking up, more relationships, more contracts, mm-hmm. more money by speaking up than I do against it. So when folks say somebody paying you to, somebody must be paying you to say it. Well, who paying me to say it? Cause I, I'm the looking broke. for a check because it actually, right. You actually get paid not to say it. Right. You get paid not to step on toes. Right. It's the people who are getting paid are those that are quiet because they're paid not to speak. Those who are speaking up, it's actually the opposite. I'm actually, not only am I not getting paid to say it, but I'm losing money yep. as a result of saying it. Exactly. Because when you challenge, when you push, people come out and seek to destroy you. That's not it. just you, but your family as well. Everything. So I just thought it was good to have you on yeah. to be able to show that, no, this is uh, possible. It's also important to say you also are a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Incorporated. That's another thing that you hear <laughs> that, oh, sororities and the boule and the this and that, yeah. and all of that. They don't ever say nothing. No, that's not true. No, that's not true. No, the ones you talking about ain't saying nothing. Your elected <laughs> official ain't saying nothing. Right. The person that's representing you not saying nothing. So how do we do this? How do we get more of you? In 2022, how do we how do people uh, push a councilwoman to run for office? How do they get the gumption to say, you know, I want to run for my community. I want to represent them. I want to be truth to power. What do you tell them on taking that first step, knowing that it may take them a couple of times or that they're oh, yeah. going to have some challenges? What's the what's the advice you can give us as we move forward uh, in 2022? And and that's what and that's exactly what I do. I mean, we have to rear up our leaders. We can't let them or, or just naturally happen because the system is going to produce more of the system. 
more of the status quo. So what we, in my opinion, what we have to do is we, we have to identify that next, that next generation of leaders. We have to encourage when you're in high school, when you're in college and you like, you need to study uh, political science, you need to study law and, and encourage. And I do that in my classes. I pull the few black students that, that I have the opportunity to teach and reach out to them and say, Hey, what are you doing? I mean, and, and, what, is, what are you planning to study? Oh, well, I want to be a nurse. I said, but you, did you know you can be a nurse and be a city councilor? That you can be a nurse and mm-hmm. be a county commissioner? You can still serve in that capacity, even though your profession is elsewhere. And I've and I had one student, was a young sister, and she actually, after my American government class, she came to me and she was studying nursing. And she said, I'm going to change my degree. I'm going to go into political science. I want to I want to lead. I want to be a leader in my community. Um, and so uh, I'm hoping that 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 she sticks with that. But again, that's the, those are the things we have to do. And we have to start engaging the youth in, in middle school, in high school, and bringing them up, having them out there protesting and standing with us when we're fighting on these issues, police accountability and officer of the independent mind and those types of things that we're demanding. We need to have them out there with us right now so that it will be an easy transition when it, time, when it comes time for them to either go to college and decide on, a degree, uh, on what they're going to study or just when they decide to, hey, I'm a serve. What does it take? 18 and no felony. That's that's all it takes. And so uh, when when we when we reel them up, when we put into them and, and, and give them the lay of the land and say, hey, this is how you not sell out and, and use our leaders as examples. Right. We got people in our communities that we can say, you see why he's sitting over there looking the way he's looking and she looking the way she's looking because she sold out her community. And this, this is how call this is and why. you call them out. You got to. I saw the clip you, and you got to tell the truth. <laughs> you got to tell the truth. Look, look at the news. I mean, it's in the news, right? You can you can archive that shit and say, look, you see this? This is how she screwed up right here when she sold out sold out her community on that school board, right? Or on that mm-hmm. on, at, 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 uh, at the at the Oklahoma Capitol. And and share that information and say, st- stand with your community. And that's that's where I'm going. I'm gonna stand with my community, even if it may be a situation where I may not 100 percent agree, but I'm still stand with the community. Right. Because I may I know I have I have experience in policy. I have knowledge in political science. But sometimes we have to live through things. Right. So even though yeah, I yeah. knew that that was probably going to turn out a different way after a while. But sometimes we have to just grow. We have to go and, and experience. One of my sins is experience as a motherfucker. And it is. Mm-hmm. And so it when is. you that's experience right. something, that's the greatest teacher that you will have or that you can Absolutely. have. And so uh, just be willing to, again, stay with your community, bring your community with you, educate your community along the way. That's what I do in my town hall meetings. I let them know this is what's going on when we pass this resolution. Some people were for it. Some people were against it. And I made clear, I said, I do not agree with everything on this resolution. There are some things on here that is just straight BS. It's whitewashed. Right. And I said that and, and, and some of our city council was upset that I did that because they want to keep those discussions behind the scene. Mm-hmm, and but when we go mm-hmm. before the community, let's stand as a you know, I told them, no, I'm not doing that. I said, I can't do that. Yeah. I'm going to tell them right. these statements here. This is what I did not agree with. This is whitewashed BS. You know, one of the counselors didn't want us to acknowledge Jim Crow and how Oklahoma, the first law that was passed in Oklahoma was Jim Crow. And they wanted that out of there. No, I told the community, no, they wanted that out of there. That goes to show you what I'm dealing with here at City Hall. And when we passed that ordinance, Christy stood up, spoke, and, and pointed all that out. And said, y'all don't know what she has to deal with. She didn't want all of this mess. You know what I mean? So being truthful with the community, to me, in my opinion, that is what keeps us strong. And like you said, I'm win. I, I don't just win. I kick ass. I'm just going to say it. That's right. 
I know that's right. And it goes a long way because people are wanting that authenticity. You know, I tell people, you don't have to like Trump and we know he lies and we know he a bunch of bullshit. But what I appreciate is he stand for his his base and he ride with them, period, ride or die. Yep. And he don't give a shit about what all the rest of y'all think. He rides with his base. And if we start getting a, a elected officials that ride with us, no matter what, not giving a damn and knowing how to use our allies and our accomplices and our frontline soldiers like Chris is a frontline soldier. Shout Good out line. to you. I saw both of y'all and y'all push the line shirts y'all had on TV. She sent it to me, but yep. <laughs> she gets up and also takes it a little bit further, you know, by getting on the mic and said, I want y'all to know they did this, 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 yeah. this, this. And that's where my role comes in. Yes. And people want me to change and be different. No, you need me being on the firing squad. Mm-hmm. Somebody got to uh, uh, sign and vote and, and vote in policy. Mm-hmm. And somebody got to be on the firing squad that's going to go a little bit further, mm-hmm. a little bit more receipts, punch a little bit harder. Yep. And collectively, we move the ball forward. And we and need people that. that don't, we need that's that. Right. The, Ooh, I, and I tell people, if you don't sign, find value in people like me, you're really not moving for your community. Yeah. Because people don't realize I talk to a whole lot of people behind the scenes, elected officials. Mm-hmm. Where do you think I get the, t- the the receipts that I got? Right. It's coming from folks that's telling me yeah. what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. And they need somebody to be able to say, no, Democrats, you didn't pay uh, enough for your candidates in the state of Florida mm-hmm. on training, getting people prepared, mm-hmm. not locating candidates. Just in the last 24 hours, I found two candidates on first two people on the list that we're putting together. My firm is putting together that are Republicans running as Democrats. Democrats haven't put nobody in that seat. They haven't invested in anything. Wow. In that seat. They just assume, oh, well, it's a Republican county, so it's not going to go to anybody. And they don't give a damn. So this is how Joe Manchin becomes a Joe Manchin. This is bigger than just what you see in front of you. Mm -hmm. There's strategy that's involved. There's consultants, black consultants that are never hired. I'm doing this on my own because I like to know what I'm talking about. But see, they don't like bringing in folks like me because folks like me is going to ruffle feathers and say what need to be said Mm -hmm. and going to start calling folks out with people that you think may have always been on your side, Mm -hmm. but not necessarily on your side when you start digging through that paperwork. So I appreciate you telling people, hey, I'm with this part and I'm not with this part. It's the transparency. It's the honesty for mm-hmm. me. It is being able to say, hey, I'm not on the same page and I'm damn this in the closet back in the corner talking about it. We're going to talk about it in front of all the family. Everybody. Let's keep it all. Let it all so hang That's <laughs> right. My mama said, hey, let it all hang out. Just show your natural yes, ass. And and, and I'm going to say, on the I, I'm a member of the Our Black Party and I'm going to push mm-hmm. it. I'm going I'm to give to my heart's content to push for that. Family Democrats, they, they, they are racist. Republicans yeah. and Democrats. And yes, I am a Democrat. I've been a Democrat my whole life. Yes. But I also will know and acknowledge that they haven't done anywhere near what they need to do, what they claim to be, you know, that That's party it. for everyone. No, you're not. No, they're not. That's they, it. They and you know that because you've been just one. As much as Republicans maintain status quo. That's right. And when people so. say, you saying, I know that because I've been one. I've worked with nothing but Democrat can. I'm telling you what's going on behind the scenes. So I don't, I don't go to none of their meetings. Issue. I don't participate in none of that shit. That's right, because at the end of the day, they're not for us. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises 
or will we see a new champ be crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of Black and Brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags-to-riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. But before we get out of here, because I know I'm pushing on time, what is it specifically that you need us to do? What can we do from a distance uh, to help you push the line, whether it be, you know, Tulsa, Black Wall Street, Greenwood, you know, anything of that. Name. What is it that we can do, you know, just to assist? A lot of people think they can't do anything because, you know, they don't live in that, co- mm-hmm. that community mm-hmm. or, or live in that city. It's not ex- actually true. Sometimes you can bring awareness to something Absolutely. that'll make somebody that'll shed light on something that can get somebody to, you know, get some act right. What is it exactly that we could help you on, whether it's my podcast or our black party or how and listeners can get involved just to support you so that you know you're not by yourself. Oh, absolutely. I certainly appreciate that. And thank you for this opportunity. But um, I, for me, in my mind, what we have to get at the end of the day, you know, we got to have our political power. We got to put our elected officials in there, but we got to have land. We have to have land and we're fighting for that. We are trying to use the policies that we can, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, we have started uh, a, a CDC called the Power Group, the Power Group, and so what we would need, uh, we, uh, what I need is for people from all over this country to to commit to giving. If it's twenty dollars a month, right? If it's twenty, whatever it is, to give to the Power Group, and I'm just going to push this up. And this is a card you can go uh, and go on the Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce website and Google this. This is our economic development arm for our community. We are focused on buying back our own land. Those opportunities that are there, we want to buy our land back. Um, and the only way we can do that is with resources. It's with resources. Is it is it in the area where the where Black yes. Wall Street was, or is it surrounding yes. that? But so it is exactly. We're, in the we're same buying area. land throughout Green, throughout uh, North Tulsa. But the focus, the primary okay. goal, is Greenwood. We would we want to start there and grow out. But we have to get our land back because if you don't own the land, you don't own anything. You can't build anything if you don't own the land. And and white folks know that. Right. That's why they're coming in, gentrifying and buying up. 
but we they they want to keep us in a in a position of consumers, right? Just paying leases, paying rent, you know, and and that's how they get rich and and and, and build generational wealth for their families. We need to have that mindset. That's the spirit of Greenwood. Green they owned, right? They owned their properties, and that's why it was so difficult. One of the things when they did when they committed the massacre, they went in and they tried to steal and rezone so that we couldn't rebuild because they know the power is in land. This country, right? When it was first founded, you had to be white and you male and landowner in order to vote, right? That's the history of this country. Mm -hmm. That is the importance and significance of, of land. And so what we're doing is I would like to encourage people to be a part of the power group. Again, if it's 10, if it's just $15 a month, giving consistently so that we can build up our nest egg so that we can start buying back our land and, and owning in our own communities. And what's the plan for that? Like once the land is bought, will it be what the original was? You know, we had our own community yep. centers, hospitals, yep. clinics. I think that's something we really need. We don't do enough clinics, yes. um, you know, with health care yep. and, and things like that. Grocery stores, yep. food. So have they already decided what direction they want to go in? Or yeah, the, still all of those things. You just said it. all of those things are needed. And so when we own the land, we can develop what we want to on them. But we got to own the land. Right. First things first. But you are exactly right. Those, we, we need more grocery stores. We need uh, we don't even have any uh, emergency, minor emergencies. Right. If you cut your hand or your baby step on a nail or whatever, we got to go to 71st. Right. And we we're far north. Um, and so to your point, what you just said, we need all of those things. But until we own the land, we won't be able to build and develop anything. And so we need all of those. Mm -hmm. things. You, you know, you know enough about Tulsa, certainly Oklahoma. In the black communities in the state to know that we have been disinvested, uh, divested for decades. And so now uh, in my mind, we got to do it for ourselves. I'm sick of letting we're sitting by waiting, what, waiting for the philanthropic community or even the government to do it for us when we can pull our resources as limited as they are. You know, one or two people. Yeah, we're limited. But if we came together as a community and not just the community here in Tulsa, uh, a United States community and support different organizations in different communities. Then when Bennett College got closed, was saying that was going to close, I went to Jackson State, but I support HBCUs. I wrote a check. Right. We got to have that mindset. When our black party came on board, immediately me and Christy was on the phone together. We got on our phones and now we are consistent givers every month, every month. And so that's the mindset we have to have to build uh, in our local communities, but also our national, our national networks, our national communities. And so that's what we need. Well, this was certainly a lot of information and I want to extend to you some of my podcast space with you giving updates on uh, Greenwood oh. and on the power group. And I will connect you uh, with my producer, Marcy, and it can be something. It could be five minutes in 20, whatever, of just giving an update of just you talking. We're providing commentary and we can drop that through my podcast stream. I'm trying to this season uh, allow voices from the local oh, level. Wow. You know, to have access to be able to put information out uninterrupted, not in the interviews uh, set up so that people can start tapping in. So I hope you do um, take Absolutely. me up on that offer uh, as much or as little as you want. And we drop it and we just put it out there and we just try to keep on building. And so I would love to do that centered on Greenwood because so much attention was talked about it this year. And you know how we do. We go on to the next thing. So if we could get a Greenwood update biweekly, once a month, whatever works for you. Right on your phone, you can record it, you know, right on your voice memo and send it over uh, to us. I'll be more oh, than wow. happy um, to put that on my podcast if that's something it you want to do. Absolutely. Just to keep that update going and people get a chance to know you and follow what you're doing because a lot of times that's just not accomplished, you know, on one 30 minute interview. Yes. So please consider Absolutely. that. I, I'm, 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 yes, I want to do that. Uh, for you. 
So yeah, we got, <laughs> you know, we got just like green you know, going was, on. I mean, yes, that's yeah. absolutely that is absolutely a need. And, yeah. and I certainly appreciate you for extending yeah. that. But you you do it, girl. Absolutely. Just the state of the state on Greenwood Talk. This is what you because I know a lot of the other acts, they're not gonna do it. They just move on and go to no. the other thing. You never with it. continue, yeah. you know, on with the message. So we'll extend that to you and I'll uh, you and Marcy can connect, you know, on technology wise, you know, how we want to do that. But whenever you have it, we can always get it out the next right. day and you can just give us a state of the union <laughs> for Greenwood All Tulsa. Right. So guys, make sure you listen to that upcoming i got the councilwoman on record saying she's gonna do it so she gotta do it because i asked her in front of y'all so (laughs) (laughs) but i know she'll do it because she's always about that life councilwoman thank Thank you you. so much for coming by i would love to have you come back especially as you start dropping that information we'll do this again because i know there'll be some questions you know that we can go deeper into uh you know about several several things that i do want to talk to you about police brutality but i know i'm running on time today so let's just start building this relationship with the listeners as they get to know you and they have questions and we can continue you uh you know continue this dialogue thank you thank you so much and i wear my shirt push the line as much as i can (laughs) yes 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 push the line politics until something happens you were was it on 60 minutes that you were on that which one's i I was on that aaron bennett that was a cnn i think when you saw me that was cnn CNN. okay yeah That's right. Woo! Push the line shirts made it to CNN. So yeah, that's what's happening. Yes. But thank you so much, sis. Thank you for being a rider and just a supporter of me and working with me, an ally, an accomplice, and allowing me to work with you because it has truly been a blessing. And you give me hope that one day we will get this. Hey, shit together. I'm here. I told you. you guys, me and Chris was talking a couple yes. of weeks ago. We need to bring you back. We need to bring you back. I know y'all was going to bring me back Juneteenth week, but that was the day uh, before my uh, daughter's oh, okay. birthday. And I told, you know, I always tell y'all, I say, y'all sure y'all want me to come now? Because, you know, I tell people we need to have a revolution on Juneteenth every year. Chris is like, yeah, we yes, need it. We need exactly it. Said, okay, now. Exactly. <laughs> they always say they need it till I show up. But I know you re- y'all oh, really yeah. do need oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> y'all let me go in and be full of Tesla I'm so sick of yeah. barbecues. <laughs> but yeah, we need to, we, yeah, we need yeah. to have a segment where we're coming <laughs> in and we're doing some community building, some community education and raising awareness. So yeah, we got to have that. And hey, can't nobody do it better than you. I appreciate you saying that. Thank you so much. I got me a couple of soldiers. Well, guys, you have been listening to Councilwoman (laughs) from the great state of Oklahoma, (laughs) Tulsa, District 1, Vanessa Hall Harper. Uh, Make sure you follow her. Uh, What is your personal? You want to give people your Twitter or your Facebook? Uh, Yeah, vote for Vanessa. Vote the number four in Vanessa. D1 is my uh, Facebook. All right. Follow her so you can see her get busy. Go look at the clips of her checking folks in City Hall so you can know she bring the same energy right to City Hall and hear more from her on updates on the state of the state of Greenwood. Tulsa, so we can keep this conversation going so we can get stronger in 2022. As you know, it's all about you in 2022. And we definitely want to make sure that in 2024, we are prepared. And we do that now by on the ground, using as much media resources as we possibly can. So be checking out her upcoming segments as she drops them, as she will, you know, with important information. So you can get a chance to really know this woman that I am proud of. Her name is Councilwoman again, Vanessa Hall Harper. Thank you so much for joining us. Until next time. Peace. If you like what you heard on Straight Shot No Chaser, please subscribe and drop a five-star review and tell a friend. Straight Shot No Chaser is a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. I'm Teslin Figaro, and I'd like to thank our producer, editor, mixer, the one and only Marcy DePina, our mix master, Dwayne Crawford, and our executive producer, Charlemagne the God. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. Got my PrevNA 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk? Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 